Welcome to our regular episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian, philosopher, and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Do you know why your business is contracting? Do you know why your business is expanding, for that matter? Do you know why? You might think you know, but I'm going to give you an important tip. If you're continuing to contract, you don't know why. If you're not continuing to expand, you don't know the right why either. I've found it to be just as common for members to not know why they are going up as they don't know why they are going down. Uh, The nice thing about when you're going up, you can be a little more smug about things as long as they are going up, but the moment the rocket ride starts tipping over, then it's panic mode. Why are we going down? Better to know what was causing you to go up, the why for that, if you want to know why you're suddenly going in the other direction. The isolation of a correct why is one of the most important skills of management, and very, very few managers are, are very good at it, unfortunately. If they're earnest and humble enough to look searchingly, they will sometimes look into it, but very, very few know the full technology of how to isolate a correct why. I touched on this in episode 35. I would recommend reviewing that episode after this one because between the both of them, you'll get a pretty good grip on it or a much better grip on it. But certainly, uh, after you've listened to this, re-listen to episode 35. If you've never listened to episode 35, listen to episode 35, okay? But there's a lot to know about this subject. And the know-how or technology of finding correct whys was written up fully by... Uh, L. Ron Hubbard in his Masterwork series of articles on logic, which are called the Data Series. It would be impossible to cover this data in uh, in full in a podcast series, though we're going to help you with some of it. But man, you need to know this data cold to be an expert manager, that's for sure. So if you want to know how to get a hold of the full data series, you can contact me at info at wiseeastus.org. There's also a simple online course, which is a very good introduction to it. If you want information on that, uh, that course, by the way, I believe is free. So anyway, write me at info at wiseeastus.org because this is something you really should study more thoroughly, but for sure, we're going to cover it. We'll come back to it again and again through uh, business-wise and keep giving you pointers on it, but you, it really requires a full study. So let's start by defining what a why is. The following definition is from an article from Mr. Hubbard dated 12 August 1974. He says, the why will be how come the situation is such a departure from the ideal scene and will open the door to handling. Okay, there's quite a few technical terms in here because situation and ideal scene are technical terms in uh, the data series in Mr. Hubbard's write-ups on logic. But I think you can observe, you can probably imagine what an ideal scene would be for yourself. You could probably create one uh, for your business or for yourself. You get the idea. It's an ideal scene. And a situation would obviously be a major departure from that. You know, your, your ideal scene, of course, is that you're viable and you're productive and you're expanding. And you have a real situation in that the statistics are going in the opposite direction. So you've got some kind of a situation. So the why will be how come that situation is there, and why it's such a departure from the ideal scene, 
the important thing I want to emphasize out of this definition is that it will open the door to handling. It must open the door to handling. Definition number two here that I'm going to give you, he says the basic outness found, which will lead to a recovery of stats. That's a little bit of a simpler definition. This is from an article, 13 October 1970. Um, but I wanted to emphasize from the first definition, it must open the door to handling. So you, so that's from definition one, definition two, that basic outness found, which will lead to a recovery of stats. So you've got a statistical problem. Sales are down, income is down, production is down, something is going in the wrong direction, and you want to recover those statistics, and it will be that basic outness, which when found will lead to a recovery of those statistics. That's your why, okay? That does not include uh, the economy, all right? That does not open a door to handling, and it is not your why. The economy is never your why, okay? So the reason it's never your why is because it doesn't open a door to handling. The why is not a pandemic either because you can talk about it and you can review it and you can look at it and you can blame it, but it's not going to lead to recovery statistics. So there's got to be a why uh, that you can influence that will lead to recovery statistics. Now, I love this one. People aren't buying widgets anymore. What? Like, where did that why come from? Oh, yeah, no, it's a new, you know, first of all, there's no survey information. There's no objective information that would indicate that people suddenly changed their minds about widgets. And now all of a sudden, nobody's buying widgets anymore. You know, it's, this is a conclusion arrived at without the use of logic. Okay, there's no substantive information that really supports it. It's what we would more uh, likely call an explanation, and it doesn't really open a door. So the why has to open a door. It's something that you can influence that will start to cause uh, a recovery of statistics. That's a why. It puts you at cause. That by itself, if all you walk away with from this episode is this definition of a why, and you are totally you totally buy into that definition, then uh, I've done a good chunk of my job here. But I'm also going to give you a few pointers that will help you look in the right direction for the correct why. Now, this from an article, 16 March, 1971, by Mr. Hubbard. It's called Lines and Hats. Very, uh, not a very long article, but very powerful. He says here, it will be found that in organization, there are many major factors involved. The following three, however, give the most problems. So now he's going to give you the three biggest areas of problems. And this is the three most fruitful areas to look for whys. Okay. Number one, personnel. Number two, hats. Number three, lines. Now, I think we better take a quick look at lines because probably most of you know what personnel are because you hire them or you yourself are personnel. Hats, those would be the the functions of the job, the training uh, that the person needs to know to do their job, that would be called a hat. That's hatting, description of their duties and functions and the, the know-how of their position, that would be called a hat. But lines, okay, an organization is made up of lines. It's made up of terminals that receive or the receipt point of lines. And there are things that move along those lines called particles. Those are the three basic components of an organization. 
And uh, an example of a line would be uh, somebody walking through the door to the receptionist. That's a line. And the receptionist in this case would be a terminal. So the particle was a person and they're walking along that line. They come up to a terminal, the receptionist, and then the receptionist has to recognize what that person needs and then put them on the next line they need to go on, like go sit over here and fill out this form. Okay, so now there's a line from the receptionist to a waiting area and there they sit. The particle is now sitting there and there's a change occurring with that particle, which is that they're starting to fill out a form. So now they're a slightly more oriented particle and they are uh, a particle that's providing the correct information so that they can continue to be serviced. So uh, terminals make changes to particles that move along lines. Very, very simple description of an organization. Okay. Hope you can follow all that because I'm not going to go into it in much more detail right now. But the main thing I want you to understand is that there is something called a line in an organization. Things flow along it. Money flows along it. People flow along it. Objects flow along it. These are lines. Okay. So Mr. Hubbard goes on in this article. He says, Technology is a subdivision of both personnel who may have to be specially trained before they can be considered personnel and hats, which are mainly administrative technology and line functions. So technology is a factor when isolating wise as are personnel hats and lines, but technology borders between personnel and hats. Do they have the technology to do the job? Do they know how to cut hair? Do they know how to fix cars? Did I hire somebody who knows how to fix cars? So that's technology. Okay. Now he gives you this extremely important datum, which I have mentioned in earlier references, but it is so utterly important. Please duplicate this. He says, to solve any problem, one has to recognize what the problem is. One cannot solve problem A by trying to solve problem B or C. Example, problem, broken down car. You cannot fix a car by repairing the kitchen lino. Lino is short for linoleum, what you put on the floor in the kitchen. Example, you cannot floor the kitchen by fixing the car. All this may seem obvious when obviously stated, but there is a more subtle version, and this all capital letters, very important. Any problem that does not solve is not the problem. Any problem that does not solve is not the problem. Any problem that does not solve is not the problem. You get it? Very important datum, all capital letters. There must be, and this is back to Mr. Hubbard, there must be some other problem. Locating and isolating situations, problems in an organization is the technique of the data series. I referenced that earlier. That technology will find, for one, the problem that should be solved. As there are three major organizational factors, these then also form the core of all organizational situations or problems, same thing, end quote. Okay, so he says here, I'll just repeat it. So you know this is from Mr. Hubbard. As there are three major organizational factors, these then also form the core of all organizational situations. And then he puts in parentheses, or problems, same thing end of parentheses, end of quote. So here he is defining a situation and a problem as the same thing. We got a problem? That's right. You've got a situation. Houston, we have a problem. You can just as easily say, Houston, we have a situation. They're synonymous here, okay? Now, each one of these is its own zone. Personnel, 
hats, lines. These are three zones. Each one has its own problems. There are situations in personnel. There are situations in hats. There are situations in lines. They are related. They are not identical. He goes on to say this. You will find you cannot wholly solve a problem in lines by solving personnel. You cannot wholly solve a problem in hats by solving lines. You cannot wholly solve a problem in personnel by solving the other two. And then Mr. Harbour gives some examples here. I'm going to give you some more as well. But here he goes. Example, production hours are down. 50 new personnel are added to the area. Production stays down. It was a problem in lines. In this example, it's being addressed as a problem in personnel. It's not an, a problem in personnel. It's a problem in lines. So by adding more personnel, nothing changes. This is your tip-off that you got a wrong why. Example, confusion reigns in the pipe shop. The lines are carefully straightened out. Confusion still reigns. It was a problem in hats. Example, broken down products are wrecking or repute. Hats are carefully put on. Products continue to be broken. It was a problem in personnel. Okay, we had it, everybody. Trouble is we got a couple of people here who just aren't willing, and they're just not willing to work, and they're not willing to really learn, and they're not really, really willing to apply. They're not very ethical. And you know what? We got to get rid of those two. They're gone. All of a sudden, the hatting and the lines, everything goes well because it was a problem in personnel. Example, the org, remember org, short for organization. Example, the org stays small. Executives work harder. That's the usual handling. Let's just work harder. Example, org stays small. Executives work harder. The org stays small. It was a series of problems in personnel, hats, and lines, none addressed at all. So this is what happens if you don't address a why. They don't solve themselves. Okay, they just accumulate. He goes on to say this. He says, you will see symptoms of all this in various guises. The test of whether or not the right problem was found is whether or not production increased in volume, quality, and viability. So if the problem was really the economy, then per this data, you would, uh, oh, wow, it's just the economy. Let's just fix the economy and then we can fix our business. You know, Interestingly enough, uh, even when people are accusing the economy as being their why, which is never the why, okay, it's it would be more like some failure of the organization or the manager to adapt perhaps to a different economic situation, but it's certainly not the why. Because you'll even see within an organization that is claiming the economy is the why that they will have some weeks where their statistics are up and some weeks where their statistics are down. So presumably, the economy approved for one week and then got worse the next week and then improved the next week and then it got worse the next week. And that must be the why because that's what's moving their stats up and down. You see how ridiculous this becomes. So he says, um, in actual practice, one works on all three of these factors constantly, personnel, hats, and lines when one is organizing. I want to take up an example that uh, I have found to be very common as an outpoint in personnel, uh, lines, and hats. And we can address it in, in different ways depending on the situation, the exact situation. But it is the line that exists between, or doesn't exist in many cases, between delivery, service, or technical, and sales and marketing. All right, there's often a breakdown in this line. You know, for, for example, take a construction company. Now, I have been told by many of my members that it's impossible to have a sales team because the sales team tend to sell things that the construction team cannot build. 
uh, at the price that they're being sold for. So in other words, you need to have a construction expert, you need to have an engineer doing sales. Well, if your construction manager and you know highly technical position, if he really wanted to be a salesman, wouldn't he have trained as a salesperson? It's very rare you're going to find a technical expert who's also an expert salesperson. Because if they wanted to do sales, they would have trained as sales. They didn't want to do sales. That's why they got trained uh, as experts in whatever technical field. Maybe they're a doctor. Okay, often I have a complaint from my members in, uh, in the medical field that, you know, I hired an associate and he can't sell worth a damn. Well, are you hiring a doctor or are you hiring a salesman? If he was so great at sales, why is he working for you? You know, it, it doesn't make any sense. So you have a breakdown here between the technical delivery and the salespeople because there has to be a line between the two where sales will consult technical. There has to be a back and forth line there. Otherwise, sales is just going to be happily selling all this work that nobody's even reviewing. It would be more like this. The salesperson says, look, uh, I think we can handle this for you. And I think we can handle it within budget, Mr. Smith. I've done all this work to connect with you. I've done all this work to, uh, to build a relationship with you. And now you're starting to be interested in our services because I'm a damn good salesman. But before I start barking out estimates and prices, I'm just going to, we're just going to consult my technician over here, the uh, construction manager, and just uh, get some kind of an estimate. Is that okay with you? And the guy goes, sure, that's okay with me. You know, I don't trust salesmen anyway. So yeah, send me to your tech guy. So now you route the guy over on a line to your construction manager. And he now reviews the scene and kind of goes, yeah, it's going to cost us this. We can do it like this. And the salesman and the construction manager can then discuss things or the uh, salesperson in your medical office. Salesperson in my medical office? Yeah, you heard me. <clears throat> salesperson in your medical office or your dental office or your chiropractic office. You're supposed to have a salesperson in Division 2. Review my episode on uh, org boards, if you like. Uh, but yeah, you're supposed to have a salesperson, but there has to be a line between the two. If that line does not exist, then, uh, your salespeople are going to be selling things that cannot be produced by technical. So now here's your construction manager. He kind of goes, yeah, we can do it like this. He doesn't tell the customer that necessarily. He tells that to the salesperson. Now the salesperson can go back to the customer and say, okay, our guys, our experts have looked it all over and this is what it's going to run you. Now we can complete that sales cycle. But if that line didn't exist, you would have disaster. Okay. So you might look at your scene and go, wow, we've got a real disaster because we don't have a line. But what if you put the line in and it's still a disaster? Well, now you can take a look and see, well, does the salesman know how to sell? And does a construction manager know how to construct and how to make estimates? No? Okay, then we have a hatting problem. So now we hat them, and now the line starts to work, or doesn't. We're hatting them. We have the line in, and uh, the, the statistics are still going down. Okay, well, now we found out that actually the construction manager has his own construction company on the side that he's doing, and he doesn't really isn't that interested in closing uh, or giving correct estimates or the salesperson is actually 
unethical in one in some way or another. And it's always trying to give cut rates and what have you. So just to get his you know his own statistics up, he's just not a very ethical cat. So now you got a personnel problem. Let's switch out the personnel. All of a sudden the hats are going in. Everybody knows what they're doing. You got the line in. Bam. Like magic, things start to go properly. So he says, again, in this next paragraph, he says, in actual practice, one works on all three of these factors constantly, personnel, hats, and lines when one is organizing. So you as a manager, if you're a manager listening to this, you're always reviewing these factors, personnel, hats, lines. Your whys will usually fall in those areas. If you're trained in the data series or you know you listen to some of these podcasts, it's going to help you a lot, or you do this little free online course, uh, which I will I'll give you a link to if you write me at info at yz2s.org. Um, you will get better and better and better. There's something you got to practice all the time, something you got to be thinking with all the time. It's actually a lot of fun. I enjoy it uh, personally. When, when you study the data series, there's a whole methodology and process, and it's very detailed, and it's I, I, it's a lot of fun. It's you know it's it's real problem solving simplified. Uh, codified, it may be the better word. It is simplified, but it's also very codified and you can't really miss with it. All right. But anyway, this gives you a fast overview where your whys are likely going to exist per this article from Mr. Hubbard, Lines and Hats. He says, again, the following three, however, give the most problems. One, personnel, two, hats, three, lines. Always look in those areas and chances are you will come up with uh, a why that will open a door to a handling if you're confronting a situation or a problem in your company. Remember, look into the upstats as well. You know, you got an area that's going great. Better find out why, because if you don't know why the area is going great, then you're not going to be in the driver's seat in terms of keeping it going great. And this is a, as big a problem as not being able to isolate uh, why production area is declining. All right, well, I hope you enjoyed today's uh, episode. Please write us, especially if you're interested in this uh, information, more detail on this information. I hope you are interested and I will help you as best as I can. Write us at info at wiseeastus.org. Thank you for listening and we will talk to you again next week.